Hear me? Have we checked out his ears? Henry Deaver. The devil is in Castle Rock. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Castle Rock Historical Society. The real one this time, not just a a hot mess of a take after a heavy episode. In yeah. so many ways. Um, Acadia even took notes. That's not usually well informed, just that he doesn't usually write it down. That's... So you know we're serious this time around. There was a lot to remember. Yeah, there was a lot of pausing for me. Did you pause a lot? I paused. I rewound. I I actually took a picture of the TV screen because you can't screenshot Hulu. <laughs> ah, well, the artists in the picture will only add to the atmosphere, I'm sure. Very true. To start us off, mm-hmm. the title is significant as always. Yep. The box. There are many boxes in Castle Rock. It's true. If you think of cages as a box, there's many of those. That's just a box uh, with holes in it. Right. My brother-in-law, when he takes to the drink, likes to open this discussion called Everything is a Box, which just involves him saying everything is a box, and then the rest of us arguing with him, and him doing verbal gymnastics to make literally everything a box. Wow. It's maddening. Yeah. I won't do that this... (laughs) I won't do that, though. But... So we had the box, the weird box, in the backyard of the guy. When I come to North Carolina, can I play the box game with your brother-in-law oh god yes if you've never heard a 30 year old man try to convince you that the human body is a box wow you're in for a treat or a rose (laughs) be that it'd be like that meme my body's not a box change my mind right exactly (laughs) exactly and he always makes it work even things that don't have lids and stuff like that or have holes in them that things can get out of it's baffling wow Anything can be a box. I just found out what is our Castle next podcast Rock, is. Is Castle be. Rock a box? Keeping its people inside. Yep. Trapping them. Is Maine a box? Forcing people to live in strange rural towns by the remains <laughs> of mills and set up barber shops in the middle of the woods. Kinda. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Lots Painfully to, realistic. Lots to marinate on in, in the title. Mm-hmm. I love you, Maine. I'm just not going to live in you. Yeah. Many people oh, say boy. that. Oh, boy. It is called Vacation Land, not Live Here Land. Oh, okay. Do people vacation in Maine? Yes. I guess they must. That is our actual, like, st- on our license plates, it says Vacation Land. Wow. Yep. Cool. Mm-hmm. Go Maine. Before we get into the really important stuff of this episode, the Maine Vacation Spot brings up a question that I had for someone from Maine. Well, luckily, you have one. Do you guys, do you guys like, hate Massachusetts? Yes. What's a mass hole? Is that a Masshole is someone from Massachusetts. Basically, people from Massachusetts come up, they think they're better than everybody else because they live in Boston, blah, 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 with their nylon tracksuits and their friend's name Sully, 
and they come up to like look at the leaves and talk down to everybody and people from Massachusetts are to us what people from New York are to the rest of America. Like when I used to live in Florida, so there was like leafers and yes, but pests. the best thing I ever saw, and actually in North Carolina, I kind of want to make them and sell them. They sold bumper stickers in Florida that said, "No one cares how you did it in New York." And <laughs> I know you've got a thing about bumper stickers, but that was a very true sentiment, and that's how we felt about mass holes that we don't like. Got them. it. We also call them flatlanders. Okay. And is Massachusetts must be flat. It's flatter than us, I guess. Ha. And that's that's what we don't like. Hmm. So Got that it. was a very okay, realistic tidbit. Yep. Mass well, they holes. said mass holes. Now I'm waiting for a couple other things that are going to pop out. I'll tell you yep. now. Yep. If they say that someone is quote from away, you will know mm-hmm. that they really dug deep into what Maine is all about. Because if you're not from Maine. You're from away. If you were not born within the oh. borders of Maine, even if you like were born in New Hampshire and and fell into Maine, if like immediately afterwards, if you weren't in Maine to start, you're from away. That's just how it works. Huh. So there's a lot of Maine loyalty going on. Maybe this mm. is why nobody leaves Castle Rock, even though it's clearly not the best place to live. Yeah, probably. That and the yeah. crushing poverty. But anyways. <laughs> So yeah. So what did you think of the the beginning of the episode? Because I now I'm convinced that the Lacey's basement mm-hmm. is where Henry was during those eleven days. Although here's another main question for you: Are there dirt unfinished basements? Hundred percent. One hundred percent. Okay. There's the the soil of Maine is flinty, and my grandfather who owned the campground. That's a little foreshadowing. Um, my grandfather that owned the campground, the the house he grew up in, the cellar was all stone walls and a dirt floor. Weird. Okay, so, so it's possible that that was Lacey's basement that Henry is having these flashback dreams very, of. Very, very possible. That he's stuck in. Yep. And it would explain why a similar Bible to what's with the kid is in the cagey thing with Henry in it. Yep. And we also um, know that Lacey is good at building cages. So <laughs> once yeah, you build although, one, <laughs> then I had another thought. All right. If he, if he kidnapped Henry, did he kidnap Henry after or before it? I guess it has to be after the kid, right? Cause that Bush speech, when was that from? When did we decide that the Bush speech that he was listening that, to? That was January 9th. 1991. So the Bush speech was, according to the newspaper clipping, which is one of the reasons that's the thing that we were talking about last night. Henry said, I've been so missing. So it's like since... at the same time. Yeah, it's all at once. Okay. Like, I think so... one summoned the other. Mm. Now there's you know? a thought, yeah. Because Henry didn't require a special cage, apparently. No, it just looked like hurricane just... fence. At one yeah, point. Yeah, or just like a, and he can be kept in a basement. Yeah. Not yeah. like a full-on prison inside a water tank inside an iron cage yeah he's not mystical he's just some dumb kid (laughs) so there is some sort of very important link between the kid and henry yep that we don't know yet but they appear to have become imprisoned at very much the same time yes it worked out very differently for both of them or did it yeah and henry got a car 
the kid doesn't have any toys. True. Unless he was never a child, actually. And yeah, no. has always been a, a mid-20-something looking man. Or maybe he could just so. stretch his arm out and play with those cigarette butts that were in that bucket. Yeah. Or the toenails. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I had blocked that from my mind. So, <laughs> the, the, oh, the other so thing gross. that... I couldn't make out, and I paused, and I paused, and I tried, and I tried. The adult in that opening scene was holding something down at his okay, side. Okay, me too. Then I was like, is it a cane for the blind lady? Mm. That, was the, that was the only thing that I thought. Wow. But then there was a flashlight, which a blind woman wouldn't need. So unless yeah, her and Lacey too. are going down there together, that maybe doesn't necessarily make any sense. I don't know. Hmm. Her but being yeah, blind has to come either. up. I tried to pause. Yeah. It didn't work. It, it's, it's, it's indecipherable. Also, you know who would have been a really good... Like, if you would put the blind lady in with the kid, since the kid never made any noise, she might never have known he was there. They could have right. just put the cage right in the house. <laughs> yeah. Hulu's pausing Lacey. interface, at least for me, because I primarily watch it on my computer. When you pause, too, it puts the Hulu logo yeah, and a bunch bad. of other crap on yep. the screen so that I'm, like, squinting like yep. an idiot to try to see what's on the stupid thing to they try and catch conspiracies. It. So yeah, pausing is always an issue. But that was the only thought I had about the strange tool that the person in the basement appeared to be carrying. And you've turned me even crazier because I'm like, is that <laughs> flashlight... Does that flashlight beam have a greenish tint? It it did look green for a it second. Totally I did. I'm not going to say yeah. it didn't. <laughs> yep. Just for a sec. Well, Go. Henry wakes up. Yep. Do you think that Henry's memories are returning because he's back in Castle Rock or because he's near Molly again or what? Cuz I'm wondering when he left for Texas. Like did he get sent to a reform school or a boarding school after this incident to That's sort true. of you know, get him out of town or whatever. Well, he had to have stayed long enough to, because he was what, 10 when he got 11, when he got kidnapped. So we know he was there long enough to like get into puberty so that Molly could creepily sense him whacking it. So, Oh, but that was when he was 11. That was before the incident. So no, I thought it was after. Really? No, Oh, it's poor. I think oh, that's right, because the father him, yells for him. But yeah, so I think that maybe, I don't know, that he could have gone somewhere else, because you would think if a kid was living still in the town and he was a pretty good kid, otherwise, eventually the rumors would stop being so ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. What the it heck? Just, and that he and Molly would have interacted more after that. It's He must have gone away or been isolated somehow. I don't know. I'm just staring into space going, when you're 11? No. There's there's something not right there either. And we know something's up with That is one thing we don't want opinions on. Don't email us about that. Yes, don't don't, email us. I don't want to know. I don't care. Just keep it. Keep your fireworks on the 4th of July. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) So the, the scene, you know, when they say, you know, previously on, even though they don't actually say that right but when he says i'm your son and ruth says koshua which is a very dismissive like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know i'm a i'm a i'm batman oh of koshua you know what i mean like it's it's that was weird the way that all 
it, it didn't it's retroactively weird because when she said it it just sounded like oh well she's you know got dementia she's crazy but she's not nearly as crazy no does she have dementia what's going on there i got thoughts about ruth too when we get to her <laughs> i and the whole that brings me back to like is henry this replacement kid quote quote he's not my dad of course you're my son we adopted you i guess you yeah. know there's there's weird family stuff going on and if he was sent off to school or you know boarding school or wherever like they don't seem to have an incredibly close relationship you know much like everything in castle rock just seems off yep it's just uh, everything right. is slightly askew when henry wakes up He's a very light sleeper, first yes. of all, because I wouldn't hear someone walking down a hallway in my house, but maybe he's nervous. There's like a shadow looming over him, a human-ish one, mm-hmm. and he reacts and then it's gone. So who knows? Is it Bandage Priest hovering over him? Ugh. I'd like to think it's Molly astral projecting. I oh, is it Molly creeping? Yeah, just creeping. <laughs> hey, what are you doing under those covers? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it wasn't like his mom walking in or anything. Nope. Whatever was looking at him and looming over the bed is gone as soon as he turns around. Yeah. but So then that made me think, was it still part of the dream? But it really didn't seem... They should really, you know, unless it's going to be the double dream move, yeah. where you think you woke up and then something else scary happens and then you really, really wake up. Unless you right. define it as a double dream, then you should clearly delineate, no, this was the dream pot and this is the real pot. So that kind of bugged me. Oh, God, that's going to be the J.J. Abrams thing at the end of this show. He was in a coma the whole time. Oh, I'll, oh I will retroactively I not watch any Star Wars movies if he does that. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I saw um, an article that was describing, who, or describing Castle Rock, by the way, as a show set within the Stephen King multiverse. Somebody purposely made that distinction. That's, so, that's chalk fair. Chalk that up to another support for your theory. Yep. That is fair. Seems big. Yeah. I wish we had gotten more of Henry's dream snippet, but they cut right from that to that creepy Tom Waits clap hands sequence of Zaleski walking into the prison, which was my clue that things are not going, they're not going to go well in this episode. No one, when, when someone starts like flirting and sharing songs, I don't think you start slinging tom waits around right from the jump you, you know what i mean <laughs> unless, nah you gotta you gotta have a nice steady relationship yeah and the, in, yeah you know? unless you met in a really obscure like message board somewhere that's not what you're gonna lead with or a tom waits concert no that's true that yeah. is yeah man he's just so gravelly he just mm-hmm. sounds like yeah, Maine. the voice quality is so it's not bad but it's unsettling yeah you know, and I'm sure they did that on purpose. They obviously picked that song for a reason. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Clap hands. Mm. Anyway, I can hear it. it. Gives me chills, probably just because of the episode. <laughs> uh, and Count Chocula being yeah. that like post-military stereotype who clearly went into private security so he could continue being gross, scary, and intimidating, and whatever. Ugh. Disclaimer. Not. A decrying of our military, just a particular stereotype that I have encountered. In yeah, my no, lifetime. and he was he was private from the jump, right? I think he was like a Blackwater yeah, type of deal. Yeah, actually said that something like that. And yeah, they captured somebody from Saddam's whatever and made him eat his teeth. Yeah. At first, I thought that was a metaphor, but it sounds literal. Yeah, no, he really and did I, it. 
funny aside, did you ever watch Futurama? Um, yeah. Shut up, baby, I know it. Yes. <laughs> well, they do those dumb commercials, and there's one for, like, Todd's teeth or something. The only teeth strong enough to chew other teeth. And it made me think of that in a very dark way. We did a fake now, on, since we didn't Thompson's have... Thompson's teeth. Yep. When we, since we don't have any real sponsors for Strangeful Things, we did fake commercials, and one of them was Bones for Cash. Got too many bones and not enough cash? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that's morbid. A man mm. was fed his own teeth. That True. Is and But to the guy's credit, it took a bunch before he started talking. Yeah. I mean... That would yeah, take me exactly them telling me that's what they were going to do. If they just said, hey, you know what? We're going to pull out your teeth unless you talk. I'd be like, what would you like me okay. to say? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry we had to get this far. Yes. You know. My I, my mistake. Here's a map to where all the bad guys are. <laughs> but after all that swaggering bravado and description of torture, he beat a pretty hasty exit just yes. from the kid quoting a Revelations verse. I, yes. It seemed like a very quick turnaround for me. But I guess bullies are often also cowards. Bullies don't expect people to stand up to them. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. And This was one of the things that I had to keep my mouth shut about yesterday, this Revelations verse, but please finish your thought on bullies. Well, that's the... It's... He... He was legitimately... Because I don't think... I mean, I don't think... I think that the, the verse was significant... But I don't think it was significant to Chocula because no, I think he could have been reading the back of a shampoo bottle in that right. way and Chocula would have been just as scared. Yeah, I think he just didn't expect the kid to stand up yeah, to him. Not at all. not be afraid of him. I think he's used to people being frightened of him. But he didn't read Plus, the back of really a shampoo. Plus, that's really dark. Yeah, it really is. Ugh. And then he shut the door. He's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go back to being in jail now. You don't scare me, Chocula. So, whatever. Right. Send yeah, Blueberry next time. Yeah, he shut his own cell door. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to go back. interesting. Yeah. Because probably he could have walked right past Jocula in that situation. The lieutenant didn't show up. That's... So he's like, lieutenant! mostly content. Yep. Yeah. No one he likes Jocula. He's content to be there right now. Yeah. No. He was I right cannot, for the life of me, place where I've seen that actor before, and I haven't had the... I haven't had enough of a desire to look it up, but I really should. <laughs> I dislike him too much. But he didn't read the back of a shampoo bottle, did he, Hannah? What did he say? He quoted Revelation 16, or excuse me, 19, 12. Revelations 19, 12. Um, I had pulled it up on my phone at the time of watching while I paused it to get some Mm -hmm. context. Um, But then my notes don't show the whole thing, so I shall again pull it up on my phone to get some context, because some of the verses around it do actually seem to correlate to the ideas of the show. Mm-hmm. Lines about justice and whatnot now. And Revelations is all about justice. Mm-hmm. And the end of the world. Mm-hmm. In some ways. Okay. So I will just read... Now, I think the NIV is a trash translation, but that's just what came up first. Sure. The heavenly warrior defeats the beast is the chapter caption above this. Starting with verse 11... I saw heaven standing open, and there before me was a white horse whose rider is called Faithful and True. With justice, he judges and wages war. And then we get to the part where the kid starts talking just about, His eyes are like blazing fire, and on his head are many crowns. He has a name written on himself that no one but he knows. 
He is dressed in a robe dipped in blood, and his name is the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses. So, all of that truth and justice stuff, faithful and true, judges and wages war, this all sounds very the Church of the Incarnation kind of very much. might enjoy. Very much. This, but I want to know... There's so many he's, other Is the verses. kid saying that he's the person in this verse with the name that only he knows? I is mean, he coming to judge Castle Rock? The bah, fact bah, bah. that the fact that no one knows his name yet. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. haven't seen him. I didn't see any tattoos on him when in the showers scene, which is, I think, how you found out about your pausing and screenshot frustration, probably. Uh, <laughs> damn it! Damn it! God. The, um, I just love him so much. <laughs> but. It Bill, also if could... you're listening, I want you to know I was OG watching Hemlock Grove as well. So oh, I've, that's deep. I've been that, there. That's yeah. that is very. I've been deep. around. Mm-hmm. That yeah, you are a true horror fan. Now, mm-hmm. it could also apply to Henry because it could. I'm not getting off the Henry name thing, and Mm-mm. he's got a name known only to himself. And and I was thinking. His name is Henry Matthew Deaver. The mm. Reverend's name is Matthew Deaver. They probably changed his name when they adopted him. Very true. He may have had a birth name that was different. Yeah, that's very true. He if came indeed from somewhere. he was adopted in the sense that we understand adoption, it wasn't like conjured out of a cauldron or something like that. Oh. And then adopted. Womp womp. Maybe. Yeah. But now. And Henry does have a black scar on his abdomen. It says on his missing poster, maybe it looks like a name. Probably doesn't, though. No. Unless his name was, like, I. <laughs> right. <laughs> B is a real name. You know. Yep. Called the word of God. Oh, and the implication that he's followed by the armies of heaven seems to be that something pretty big is coming. Yeah. Something's going to go down. And there may be an army of horrible eldritch creatures, which would be fine with me. Yeah, I got no beef with that either. I think that Sign it's me up. the if if whatever Lacey was no longer going to be able to contain was right. this big war mm-hmm. that is somehow his fault because they, Lacey's Lacey's motivation has to either be I'm going to forestall this as long as I can or I caused it and then I had regret because if if Right. I if, thought I did the right thing, but actually I ushered in the apocalypse exactly, by doing this thing. Exactly. So, if it was that serious, he would have tried to, like, recruit somebody to take his place. You know what I mean? To say, but hey, that's listen. that's kind of what he did to Pangborn. Yeah. Like, please clean up my yeah. mess. But he didn't go, oh, and also go down into this pit and get this kid. Which would have been, True. you know, he said, don't let the kid out. But he didn't go, and by the way, just follow the flower so that you can find <laughs> yes, you'll see my heel prints in the flower that oh, I spread yeah, there. Oh. Bless. Yeah, so I'm then, excited to see what I, the significant. Why does the kid know a bunch of Bible verses? Is it because he's been sitting with a Bible in the cage? Yeah. Or he's is got it because he is some sort of biblical being? I think, like so many things, a little from column A, a little from column little B. From column I don't think. I mean, I don't think he's a a, a real live boy. In any yeah. way, shape, or form. So whatever whatever formed him, it, it, and it doesn't. And again, it's the it's the um, 
the Vonnegut line, it's neither good nor bad, it just is. It's If he's bad, yes. he would know Bible verses. If he's good, he would know Bible verses. If we're going to go with, right. you know, because even if he is some kind of, you know, Cthulhu mythos thing, that's not going to scare Chocula, but saying spooky Bible verses would. Gosh, there's just more questions than answers every time. Every <laughs> damn watch time. This show. Oh, what'd you think of the awkward Henry and Pangborn car ride? So, the first thing I that... I it was hilarious that the tape is stuck in the recorder. He's had 24 hours to Tulsa stuck in the tape it's... recorder for like 30 years. That's ridiculously awesome. And you would have tried to get it out with a butter knife way before then. The... Right. Part of the... Well... It, it, Pangborn's arc through this... And it's and it's going to come up more later, but Pangborn's arc through this, to me, is still one hundred percent. There's no other word for it than loving, than like mm-hmm. legitimately caring about Henry and caring about Ruth, because right. And I'm and I'll jump ahead just a little before I get into my rage at where they went. The yeah, he would not have talked to Ruth the way he did if it was not all based on love about the whole trip to Texas right. thing and everything like that. Because there were a million ways that he could have played that, and he played it the only way that was respectful and loving and caring to both both parties. Henry and Ruth. Yeah. So. Yeah, he didn't throw Henry under the bus. Nope. Or say anything like that. He offered and he to was, go with her. Right, and he was feeling her out to see if she might, you know, want to do it. And that right. was a very main thing, too. You know, sick of fighting. And, mm-hmm. you know, she said, I like fighting. And I understand that, too, because it's, you know, live in North Carolina. It's it's perfect in north carolina if you want to have all four seasons but it's like mini fall mini winter so like you get them but you don't really have to live through them but the there hasn't been snow in like four years here yeah so but in in the north and you know from from illinois it's everything just takes longer and it's hotter and it's always dark and you and it just takes so long to get dressed that by the time you're dressed you don't even want to go out anymore and then you're and everywhere you go then you got to take off the 50 pounds of clothes that you had to put on to get there and his you know tired of fighting it's a fight yeah everything is a struggle Shovel in your walk everything shoveling your walk beyond age like 30 is a pain in the butt yeah only and gets harder kill and harder. So, now, yeah. where they Speaking went? Main, I have a question. Oh, bring it. What does chalk a block mean? Is that a? Is that just something I don't know? And that's <laughs> that just. Like a, I think that's more old timey than Maine. It's just like okay. placed haphazardly. You know, if you if you add Got some it. stuff to, you could either stack it up neatly, or you could just mix it all up so it looks like you know it had been stacked neatly and then it fell. So that's chocolate. Seems like not a word you should be applying to dead bodies. No, it's not at all. And all of what went down in that whole thing just made me mad. Now, and we talked about the fact that I used to dig graves, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I actually know of which I speak because it was in Maine in particular. So that 
place where those bodies were buried. That just weird landfill type of thing. Yeah. Never gonna happen. Never. And it's TV, so I get it. But the law in Maine is that you have to be in a vault. And a vault is Mm -hmm. a thousand pounds of concrete that the coffin goes in. And then a thousand pound of concrete lid that goes on top of it. Now, it purports to preserve everything from the elements which is a complete crock of shit because they all crack because the frost is going to go down deep enough eventually to crack everything and it's all going to be a gross soupy mess and so when they had that nice neat so they never would have been just a bunch of coffins like it was the civil war lined up in this kind of pit with one of those little tin markets that never would it because it's just straight up illegal you can't just put a coffin in the ground because it's and the the reason why it's kind of funny it's environmental they don't want ostensibly all the chemicals and embalming stuff leaching into the ground so that's that's i appreciate your faithfulness to the zombie cover-up that Maine is clearly well it's also the perfect way to hide a body because if you got a body just look in the paper until there's an early morning funeral and then huh. go the night before because almost always you'll dig the hole the night before so that you don't have to get to the cemetery really early to dig it before the funeral. Dig a little deeper, mm-hmm. put the body there. Next thing that comes in, thousand pound vault. Then a coffin, wow. then the lid, then the dirt. Who's going to look for a body in the cemetery? Nobody, that's who. You're a scot free. So that's a yep. that's a freebie for all you listeners out there. Enjoy serial killers. Yes. <laughs> so that vacuum seal like Ron Popeil thing that they did around it. Yeah. That was neat, but it made me think it, that didn't exist in, in my day. We didn't have those. But I think the fact that the coffin was so fresh and new means to me anyway that the remains were transferred. Yeah. So there's no way that that was the original coffin unless... He's got his own Renfield, like, digging him up and brushing it off every night because that's not how anything works. And the other thing that bugged me was you transport bodies in a hearse, not in the back of somebody's fucking pickup truck. truck, truck, Washcloth tied to it. With one strap on it. No, no, no. It would be in a hearse. And the last thing I'm going to say about that, and I'll just close this loop because I know it's going to come up later, but since I'm raving about the dead... They went to Augusta, they made the X, then theoretically they dug the person up and did it. Why did it take them a whole day? Because it was the next day that they delivered it back, the, the coffin back to the town where Ruth saw it and somehow knew that it was her husband, even though it was a nondescript brown coffin in the back of a truck, but she had this like stock realization that that was significant. Also, one of the reasons why they don't just drive fucking coffins around in the back of pickup trucks because it's a coffin and it's upsetting. Exactly, coffins go in hearses. So, as realistic as they are about a bunch of things, that one, unless things have super changed, basically everything about it was wrong. Unless the writers have brilliantly somehow made that part of the plot. Well, then now I'm going to reserve judgment. Well, it's too late for me to reserve it because I just judged the shit out of them, but. Eh, we might circle back to it this episode probably Fine. a little bit. <laughs> the scene the scene I think was most important to illustrate the difference in opinion of 
Reverend Deaver between his own son and Pangborn. Mm-hmm. Henry, who probably doesn't have any real memories of him, is like, he deserves better than a landfill because I don't remember the crazy cult bullshit that my dad put me through. And Pangborn's like, eh, fuck him. Leave Very him true. Him. Very know. true. Because it's... And then, of course, they fight about putting the mom in the home. And, you know, if you had any question about the whole Pangborn Ruth thing, I'll marry her. I'll make it legal. He's... He's in all the way on this. Yeah. He loves this woman. What, um, happened to, what happened to Polly? Yeah. What's the timeline there? I don't He's get Ruth it. Polly. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. She's definitely not. I yeah. don't think. No. That would be weird. That, that would, would be, be even more problematic than them just like retconning Polly out of existence for this True. particular universe's Castle Rock. Yeah. No, it's got to so. be. They, they, they're digging up a bunch of stuff. I'm not going right. to, I'm not, and they already referenced the fact that Gaunt existed and the store existed yeah. and the fire existed. So, so the timeline could still work. It's just that I don't think then that Pangborn was having this lengthy love affair with Ruth like Henry seems to think because Polly would have still been around. Yeah. For most of the time up until about maybe the year or two before Henry's disappearance. Yeah. So. I don't buy it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to know more about that too. Because I don't think Ruth is as uh, nutsy-cuckoo as she seems to no, put on sometimes. not at all. It not seems all. absolutely certain that she isn't. Mm-hmm. And Henry does that I was missing since Christmas thing. That's... He's the only one in the whole damn show who didn't specify January. Yep. Um, but then in the microfiche a little bit later, it does say after the Christmas holiday, even though you could presume that that just means it's just like a cutesy way to say the beginning of january but But, that's really that's weird i have a lot of questions about that he has no memories he has no memories who told him he went missing right after christmas which seems to indicate the days right after christmas or why does he think that if the rest of the town is working under this january 9th impression right and that's what was in the paper but him saying i had been missing since christmas Mm-hmm. And the authorities saying he was last seen on January 9th theoretically right. means that if he was under duress and the parents didn't report it until mm-hmm. January 9th, that's right possible. It's a little yeah. after school vacation. Because they wouldn't like have been that. in school at and Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And would that be indicative that he's getting more and more memories back? Like, that was just a flash of something that he, you know, I went missing right after Christmas. No one said it to him, at least in the canon of the show. He's the only one who's ever expressed that. So that's weird. It's not an accident. Mm -mm. No way. No, we're definitely supposed to notice that. Mm -hmm. We have no answers. None. But more questions. And I kind of liked that tender scene with Ruth and Pangborn that came afterward that we sort of talked about earlier. Yeah, because he... Was, it was nice. He would have gone had she been yeah. amenable to it. And if you think about... If he understands his role after reading Lacey's letter, mm-hmm. what he would be theoretically sacrificing to go to Texas with Ruth and Henry has a lot more weight 
than it even would otherwise. Because I wouldn't look at it as, you know, he's a coward and he's going to run away from the problem. Because if he was going to do that, he would have done it 30 years before. Because he knows what everything is. Right. His... Or it indicates that Ruth and Henry are super significant to that mission that Lacey gave him. That staying with Ruth and keeping an eye on her is doing something to prevent bad things happening. Yeah. And she spoke Viking. Know. That was cute. The whole thing yeah, was cute. Yeah, that whole shield maiden thing was sweet. Yep, and and th- that was a real uh, good glimpse at what their life has been like while Henry has been gone. Yeah, and Henry nice. can't see that and doesn't want to see it. Right. For whatever you would think, reason. for a kid who doesn't even remember his father, that this wouldn't bother him that much. Right. Well, because he so. gave into the hype. He listened to the... He believed the town's hype about how great the Reverend was. Right. Bah. The dear Reverend. So is this right after that is when he goes to the microfiche? No. After that, he's at the bar with Molly. Oh, right, 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 right. Got it, yeah. got it, got it. And His new they confidant. take a load off Annie is playing in the background, and yeah. I like that song. Yeah, this is a good song. <laughs> and that's a good, that's a good sticky bench bar song, too. Right? Exactly. And Molly does what all of us have been doing this whole time, pointing pointing out the obvious similarities between Henry and the kid in their oh. strange kidnapping experience. So she links them together, too, mm-hmm. obviously as a tool by the writers to make us think about these things that we've already been thinking about. So that was fun to hear out loud. Mm-hmm. Like, are you sure you didn't come back because this reminds you of what happened to you? Right, rare. Very true. And mm-hmm. he says, mm-hmm. you'd be a good lawyer. Yeah. And they discuss seeing things in a very calm way. Yeah. She's very roundabout about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, um, that that's that's more like being able to give that kind of information up is 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 more significant than sharing your first Tom Waits song with someone that you're trying to get with. You know, <laughs> right and she was full on about to be like oh by the way there's something i gotta tell you i pulled the oxygen tube off of your dad's machine with her guilty dysphoric daydreams and then also i killed your dad i'm wavering now on that hannah i'm going back and forth because she's an empath which means she feels what other people feel could she be remembering and that's what i said what if it's what if she's just feeling what henry did the jacket throws it that's how they decided to spin it Mm-hmm. The jacket does a little bit, but maybe she gets it some other way. Yeah, there's there's more to it, and Henry's zero help in that. Zero. No, because he doesn't know all. what's going on. Nothing. Yeah, he's so clueless for now. <laughs> and and that also shows how flashback. like how nice Molly is because she wasn't like, oh yeah, no, we did it all the time. We were like, you were my boyfriend, and you know. You yeah. you said you liked my hair that your... way. Which, by the way, got a note from somebody. Young girls who are super depressed tend to have hair that is more oily. Apparently oh, it is on. a physiological... Now physio- I feel like a jerk. It's... <laughs> it is a physiological People... reaction. Like your stress is coming out as globs of WD-40 into your hair, I guess. Oh, that's gross. I don't know. Okay, like, I was the biggest loser 
teacher at my high school. Like, legitimately the dorkiest kid, like, sat at the lunch table for the weirdos with <laughs> the kid who ate Kleenex on a regular basis, and my hair never looked like that. Wow. I never got asked to prom, and my hair was pretty decent, I guess. Well, it's because it you took dry. all your stress out on the Kleenex eating, which we will explore later. There's <laughs> nothing to explore about it. It just was, oh. you know? My Aunt Nora used to eat toilet paper. Oh, like, bless. it's the same kind of thing. Like, it was it was wadded up and everything. It was like my secret addiction yeah. thing. Yep, that was it. Yeah. And he's got two kids now. Wow. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. And he still eats Kleenex to this day. I'm kidding. I don't know. <laughs> Thank God Zaleski shows up to interrupt that whole I just about admitted to murder or admitted that I knew you murdered your dad. Yeah. That was quite the cock block. Um, I gotta talk to you right away. Because I yeah, drew a picture he's sort of, of like, a... I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> I know. He's like, all right, I gotta go. I gotta take this. So sorry. And I gotta go talk to Zaleski, yeah. who's doodling pictures of cages. Oh, God, yes. And he called it evidence. And I'm like, you poor, sweet, dumb baby with yeah. no idea how... If, indeed, the cage has been sunk at the bottom of the ocean, the only person that can testify to it's Well, I guess he could say he found it, but... You know. Yeah, he could say, this is what it looked like. And then the defense attorney could say, do you watch wrestling? Because that looks just like hell in a cell. Damn it! Oh, my God. (laughs) Which actually means, oh, my God. The the thing that the kid was in was hell in a cell in a well. (laughs) Oh, my God! (laughs) Can we change the name of the show? (laughs) Hell, hell in a cell. Oh, good hell Lord. in a cell in a well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just swell. Oh, man. No one's going to listen to the show anymore after That's that, the yeah. end of the episode, folks, just because of that. Sorry. Just... <laughs> the, the ultimate pun. <laughs> it's been done. And oh, then he was so that disillusioned. That would be a good t-shirt, too. Hell in a cell in a well. That, oh. Uh, copyright. Yeah. Trademark. Yeah, trademark. Stamp it. Print yeah, that shit just, out at work. Stick it on your hat. I'm just imagining any self-respecting attorney entering, like, what is essentially a Castle Rock notebook page with a drawing of a cage on <laughs> it into evidence. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if you will observe the people's exhibit, whatever. <laughs> Our evidence is only slightly better than the evidence that was in that thing, The Staircase, from Netflix. <laughs> Which yeah. Was, so... The thing I don't get is Zaleski really showed, and and he was even more endearing then because he worked in a prison. One would think that he would have at least a cursory idea of what happens in the world of justice. And he's like, well, we got to get to the jury and I'm going to say object. And oh boy, I can't wait for all these things to happen. And he's like, no, none of those things are going to happen. Working in a legal office, I will quote one of the partners. No one knows less about the law than the lawmen. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Which is how so many people end up, you know, if you have a good attorney, there's a lot of things you're going to be able to get out of because on a technicality, because cops don't read every statute that this thing or that thing. How are you going to read all the statutes? <laughs> well, there's so many. Yeah, yeah, I suppose are. that's true. So, you well, know, I work in the medical when... world and mm-hmm. strangely, doctors do the same thing. Oh, yeah. As soon as I had friends who became doctors, it was this horrifying realization that, like, 
oh my god, doctors are just people like yeah. me. Like, yeah. there goes that friend that I watched throw up 20 chicken nuggets at a frat party mm-hmm. is now working at, the like, the cardio floor at a major hospital. That's yep. horrifying. Why are you going out of the room, doctor? Are you Googling what I just told you? God damn right. it. <laughs> I've been to appointments where a doctor has, like, pivoted in their chair to type something into a search and be like, could be this. Yeah. <sighs> I'm like, thanks, buddy. Thanks. I'm taking my yep. copay back. Now, <sighs> Zaleski disillusioned. Yeah. Straight up man. He says man. he feels like a prisoner. And he said, he's a prisoner. And then he said, how many more fucking times is this town going to look the other way? Right. That got me thinking about how old is Zaleski? Like, what ish would he have witnessed? He strikes me as maybe being late 20s. Yeah, if, if that. Yeah, if that. Because he's, pr- he's a pretty young dude. Yeah. I thought younger than me, and I'm in my late 20s. Yeah. So... He probably, he hasn't witnessed that much. What if he's 27? Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Yep. Because that would be perfect, wouldn't it? Yeah, There's it really the cycle would. again. Yep. But he he's witnessed some evils in Castle Rock, but maybe none that we are really thinking of, because, like, when we decided that Needful Things ended in uh, 1991, which means that he would have been a baby, or 1988, yep. or something yep. like that. Which means that he would have been too young for that. But there are some dates that are marked on Lacey's calendar that would have happened when he was maybe in middle school or high school or whatever. So he's witnessed some things. And the Castle legends Rock. of the town. Like the, right, you know, exactly. he would have heard about Joe Camber's dog. He would have yeah. heard about the time the whole town blew up and everybody was trying to kill each other because of the store. You, you know? Right. And so, yeah, it's kind of like, does he feel like a prisoner because Shawshank is a literal prisoner? Does he feel like his life and Castle Rock is the prison? And it's just like, oh, it's more of the same, you know? Poor kid. <sighs> and, Small town you know, life. unfortunately, we know this doesn't end well because Zaleski is spiraling at this point. Yep. You can see in the way he conducts himself that he's he's become unstable for real at this point. Is this because he's been hanging around the kids so much? I you, couldn't. Probably partly. But you know what know. else? I could not help but notice how not comforting Henry was to him. Yeah, he's just like, I can't really talk to you before. He's like, I can't talk to you and fuck all your other stuff that you told me about the prison. We're just focusing on this one thing because that's the part that I'm involved in. So sorry you work in fucking Abu Ghraib, but I gotta go. Like yeah, it was there's not... a lot of things about Henry's character that I'm not liking right yeah. now. He seems very selfish in a lot of ways, yep. especially for a man that's the age that he is. Like, yep. he's not really thinking a ton about people outside of himself. And that, I think, is most illustrated by the fact that by the end of the episode, he's ready to run away. He's going to he's gonna bounce, and it doesn't fit with the character of, oh, I'm going to defend death row inmates. Right. Like, it's why odd. would you pick that job if you're a jerk? You would think that that would you would want to care about those people like a ton. Yeah, or maybe because you know you can do a shitty job because the likelihood of you getting a ton of people off of something that's been sentenced to death is probably kind of low. That's true know. too. Either way, you know, and he was so dismissive about Zaleski's law school dreams. Like, yeah. if I were talking to a kid who was talking about wanting to go back to school, I think I'd be much more encouraging about that, especially if it was the occupation that I had. Mm-hmm. It doesn't you know. make any sense. It doesn't. His no. demeanor makes no sense because it's not always like that. No. Yeah. It's weird. Hmm. But I guess maybe he was mad that Celeste cock blocked him. That is the only thing that makes sense to me. And then, yeah, I kind of wondered why he couldn't talk to him before the hearing because he's going to call him as a witness. You're allowed to. Yeah, it's not. 
I mean, I guess unless he's a surprise witness or something, like you can surprise. The guy that found the thing is going to talk about the thing he found. Like that's (laughs) a hurt dirt dirt. Bet you never saw that coming. Jesus, weird weird shit going on. Mm -hmm. Did you think the kid is? Do you think the kid is in solitary? It's clearly different than the other cells. It doesn't look right. It's clearly in some weird area, but I can't figure out where they're keeping him. It didn't, and I was trying to look on all the monitors, and I couldn't, I had nothing. Basically, I had nothing, because it doesn't, there was nothing that made enough sense for me to try and, like, pin it down. Because, like, when when he's going up and down the stairs, and he goes from monitor to monitor, I was trying to, like, figure out, okay, well, this means this, and then he turned this, and now he's in this camera. Then I realized, I have no spatial ability whatsoever. Like, I I can barely talk into the microphone, and that's just because my chair doesn't swivel. Neither does mine. It's an Eames chair. Um, he, yeah, where is he? I just kind of want to know for my own sake, yeah. sort of what the layout is. Because he's not in that medical room anymore. And nope. he's not with the Nazi anymore. He's in some sort of weird separate block of cells where it doesn't appear that there's anyone else. That has different kinds of doors. Different, like it like doesn't have bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's bars. And like that little slot thing, yeah. you know? All of it's um, there were a lot of lines about Zaleski smiling in this episode. That whole smiling is cheaper than plastic surgery. Yeah, that um, that morning Frank, morning Hal thing that they had going yeah. there. Like she'd always say something, and he'd never say anything in return. Yeah. Well, I find it a nice reversal for a woman telling a man to smile. Smile, right? Uh, yeah. What's well, uh, smile? Yeah, that is kind you of. You know, I still ended up thinking like this girl's a total bitch. No, right. nobody of either gender has to walk around smiling for anybody else's pleasure. That's for damn sure. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't kill you to smile. You know what? It's going to kill you, bitch. Just wait till the end of the episode. Right, exactly. <laughs> Just a couple, give, give me a couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, but the psycho drawing of the smiley faces, and I checked the internet, and I think I'm the first person to say it, but drawing smiley faces on the hoods of Mercedes is the signature of the killer in the Mr. Mercedes series. You are 100% right. Take that, internet. Yep. And the only reason I didn't watch that show is because I did not want to sign up for another thing that I would then forget to unsubscribe from. When I was at Comic-Con oh, yeah. last year, it was like the AT&T channel. Why do they have a channel? The But they had a... Um, like, everyone at Comic-Con has like their own little... If you can't get into Comic-Con, they have their own experience like off-site. Yeah. They had one uh, that I didn't want to wait in line for because it was crazy hot. But I went on the It Scary virtual reality bus, so that was fun. But, um, yeah, the smiley face was uh, a big, significant part of that whole thing. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. later it's not a smiley face. Anyway, I didn't watch the Mr. Mercedes show either. I've just read the books. Bought the first one in an airport. Aw. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Oh, thank God. Now we get to talk about the microfiche scene, which I spent an inordinate amount of time pausing and trying to read tiny newsprint on a halfway screen. You mean like this? He's holding up his phone with the photo. Yep. (sighs) Um, Important things. I got every piece of microfiche that I thought was significant, I think. All right. Let's see. Let us compare notes. Yes. Very first one. We get a year. In 1985 is when Lacey becomes the warden. January 14th, to be exact. Wow. Okay, you did even better than I did. (laughs) I was, like, squinting at my laptop screen, and I'm like, 1985, good enough for me. (laughs) 
So there you go. That's when Lacey becomes the warden, which mm-hmm. means he's really only in town, ta- or he's only the warden of Shawshank for for a little while before, like six years before he sticks a guy in a cage in the basement. Yep. And his thirty year bold. his thirty year retirement was late. It was actually thirty three oh, yeah. years. Mm-hmm. And he was like forced into retirement anyway. Two years after that, oh well. First, we have that Warden Praises Work project, and I'm gonna be honest with you. I tried to read the article. I couldn't make out a damn word. Oh really? Maybe it says. Yeah. Last week, Warden Dale Lacey gave a press conference lauding a new prisoner work program, praising good inmates who have proven to have not lost their worth to society. The press conference followed news that up to 40% of the state's volunteer firefighters are prison inmates working for $2 an hour. Practices like these are common, with a variety of state jobs performed by low-wage prison labor. Inmates are exempt... They are exempt from the Fair Labor Standards Act, which requires workers to be paid at least the federal minimum wage. That makes it perfectly legal for states to exploit inmates for free. Aha! Uh-huh. So, Lacey was actually quoted as saying, The criminal justice system has historically relied on punishment and exploitation. And then it kind of cuts off. But the gist of the article is, yeah, they're... They used to just make license plates, as it were, because that was right. something that the prisoners could do. But then he started making her do a bunch of outcall things, like working for the forestry service or highway maintenance and that kind of stuff. And they were still only making two bucks an hour. Goes right along with Lacey's whole redemption thing that his wife said he believed in redemption. Mm-hmm. He also in believed in sucking to some free money out of the prisoners. Yeah, well, you know. Did you see the story next to that story oh god no i thought i did so well what was it It was something about um i only saw like the first couple words hang on let me just Ah, just tell me it was it was almost like it was blocked out wrong when they did the rest of the newspaper clipping because it kind of is above that story i just read and below it but it was about Mm -hmm. a kidnapped girl who then was found. What? Yep. Okay, that's not what I was thinking of. Why? Wow, when? It, you, there's no date else? on that. Because there's a part of it that says um, Mary-Kate would be the fifth and youngest. And then it says a little piece of parents packed her lunch and went. And then there's surprises authorities as um, he rescues kidnapped girl. According to local sources, the young girl had been missing for approximately three weeks. According to police, their investigation was leading absolutely nowhere. Henry Camacho, on the other hand, launched his own investigation, which consequently led to the terrified girl being rescued. Hmm. And then it goes now, into a, like a completely since Christmas. It would be about three weeks, right? A completely different story about like because they messed up the the typesetting, I think, because it was it was a, yeah. then it turned into a boxing match. But that it was either a mistake, and if it was a mistake, it was a very unfortunate one because you can't be talking about another kidnapped right. person just as a mm-hmm. throwaway. Yeah. And so I'm going to guess that it was either 85 or 86 or the very early part of 87, because I think the next headline is about the Christmas fire in 1987. That makes sense. Yep. So interesting. And so cool that you caught that. I was like, squinting, couldn't see, (laughs) can't see it. 
Well, the, my laptop is very small. The the takeaway from the Christmas fire one that I saw, the thing that I found uh-huh. interesting was buried down low in the story was the prisoners saying that the guards were in no hurry to let them out of the cells after the fire started. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was a jailbird barbecue. Yeah, well, it could have not been if they hadn't just let them burn up. So then they had a uh, an airing of grievances, Festivus style, I guess. Yeah. So is it because that part is positioned right over the mouth of hell where the kid emerged? <laughs> Fire leaking up from from down there in Hades set the whole sub. I'm joking. Listener. I'm here to give you robot hands. I wasn't <laughs> yeah, yep. And then the next one is Deaver Boy still missing, and it says again, last seen January 9th. That's the cover story. Mm-hmm. Deaver Boy still missing. I didn't miss anything, right? Nope. Okay. Still missing. Few answers after boys rescue after the Christmas holiday. I caught in that article. So. Is that just a slightly flowery way of saying the first week of January is after the Christmas holiday, which it is, or is it two different things coming out? I mean, you know, and I'm assuming these are all in the Castle Rock Chronicle or whatever it is. Yes, not it's like be. a bigger newspaper in Maine or something. Yeah, they like can't that. be. They can't be. Well, there's two papers in Maine, the Portland Press-Herald and the Bangor Daily News. The other ones are all little teeny tiny ones. But Castle Rock would have had its own because it was kind of a little further west. Yeah. And then we had suspect questioned in Deaver case. Mm -hmm. The Desjardins guy. Who uh, Henry wrongly assumes is Vince. Yes. The guy from Stand By Me. Which, by the way... There's another 27-year gap in Stand By Me from when they were boys to when they were adults in that perspective. It was 27 years. Yeah. 1985 it ended, and then 1960, math is hard, or 1956, 1950-something. Well, so now wait, if that's true. 1957, 1958. But then that breaks the timeline because Lacey said... That in 1961, when he was playing football, it was the year after they found the body by the train tracks. So now, is it off? Yeah, I don't know. Was he playing in 19... Was it 1961? Are we sure of that? It wasn't 59? Uh, I can go back. I'll... I'll... Damn it. Now Maybe we're... this is an alternate universe, but yeah, I'm quite sure that when I was to... looking stuff up for Stand By Me, that it was like 1950... Yeah, it... 1960 seems like it would have been too late for Stand By Me. But that means that we're going to have to go to our own microfiche that we don't even have. Yeah, seriously. I definitely wrote this down somewhere. 27-year gap in Stand By Me as well. 1958 to 1985. Okay, 58. Yeah. I'll let it slide. Maybe Lacey was off. There's only so much we can do, people. Exactly, come on. There's notes everywhere, you know? They had a whole writing team. We just have us. Yeah. Anyway, so that was just another thought that I had at the the, the 27-year gap thing. But regardless of whether I'm right or wrong about that, this brings us to the most interesting character so far. Well, first, I guess there's that little scene with Ruth and Henry that's also important in the kitchen. Yes. Where? That fish-gutting imagery is not accidental. 
No, that not at all. Her ripping the spines out of fish and saying stuff like, I just like gutting them. Yep. That's characterization. Yeah, she... Plain and simple. Some indication of a darkness in Ruth that we are supposed to be getting hints of. Plus, I think it's creepy to dry herbs in your house like a witch. And I've thought that since the beginning of the beginning of the show. I'm like, this lady is making me think of, like, Blair Witch House with all of the shit. I also find it. The one thing that I will say that's very not main about all of this thing, the only one that seems like he lives in a in an appropriate place is Pangborn because Pangborn said like didn't he he implied that he lived in a trailer I think like he had his own little place yeah but he mostly stays with her but even Molly's house no one has if if you're just one old lady you don't have a gigantic house that you could never keep clean that is somehow clean like there's no it's not happening does she live in the parents' house across the street or whatever? Because, like, I was wondering, because Henry no. drove to her Yeah, house he drove to her, no yeah, no. To, like... That made, It's funny that you mentioned that because I was like, well, wait a minute. When was Pangborn fixing his fence at the trailer? And he wasn't talking about it, but it couldn't have been because he said in that window right yeah. up there. So, yeah, she moved. Yeah. So... Yeah, there's like that house is weird, but that goes into Lacey's whole like these houses have history, bad things have happened in them. It's like all the same real estate. No one's building any new houses in Castle Rock. It's no. just all the all the murder houses and suicide houses right. lined up in a row or stuck off in the middle of the woods. So when Henry asks his mom about this Desjardins guy, and I'm going to pronounce that 16 different ways, and you're all not going to send emails about it because I will drive to whatever part of the continental United States you live in and punch you in the face. I, um, so I would say Desjardins. I would say yeah. Desjardins, honestly. Right? It, and, and I think I probably have because it's a French it's a French name and um, because of the Quebecois there's big French communities in Maine. Yeah, my husband's from Quebec and every time someone has a name like that in a movie, like honestly I think we watched another movie with a Desjardins and he's like that's not how you say it. They said it wrong in the in the movie. He's from Quebec. Uh, he was born there, yeah. Does he say throw me down the stairs in my shoes? <laughs> No, there's only a couple little Canadianisms that remain because he moved to the U.S. when he was like 14. Yeah, fair enough. So. Um, so apparently, this guy's wife and child died in childbirth, and that's and they thought they were Nazis because they lived slaughtered in their own cells. pigs. No, that was the Satanist. Oh, that was the Satanist. Yeah, they were Nazis because oh, yeah. they lived in the woods. It was Esme yeah. whatever that I'm like. That name sounds familiar. And it turned right. out it was some real guy, like. Yeah. Some parliament guy. So I was like, the main rumor mill is weird. You do one slightly quirky thing, and suddenly you're a pederast, or a Satanist, or, you know, a Nazi. (laughs) But whatever. You do you, crazy main people. The the fact, to me, the fact that he came right out and said, why have we never talked about the fact that I got goddamn kidnapped? Yeah, and she's, like, totally avoiding the question. Like, at first she pretends to be having one of her ditzy moments, and then she gets all angry. And I'm like, she is pointedly avoiding this issue, and there's definitely a reason for it. Yeah. She knows way more than she is letting on. And 
you know, and now I'm suspicious. This was when I was like, oh, this lady is not what she seems. No. I mean, because you don't go to, I mean, but that's, I mean, that's a, if you don't want to talk about something, go on the attack. Like, that's a, that's a good tactic, you know, even if you're an old lady that's supposed to have dementia that doesn't seem right. nearly as old or demented as you want to. That mm-hmm. said, you know, oh, are you going to send me to fucking Texas? Blah, blah, blah. Henry, the great lawyer that he is, just goes, okay, and start, like drops it. Like, no more questions, Your Honor. I guess I'll yeah. rest hey, my case. we all turn into kids when we get yelled at by our mom. Yeah, I guess so. So I didn't buy, I didn't like that because yeah. there's, it also opens up all these questions about, like you said, what the hell, did they just no-sell it? Like, the whole time, yeah. they're like, oh, well, welcome back to January there, buddy. Your father's dead, but let's just keep on trucking. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah, and they haven't talked about it in, like, it hasn't bothered him until now? Yeah. Or is this a fight they have frequently, you know? I would have asked so many questions so many times before this, but well, Henry seems content to just... Until right now, out. be like that what would the lend. Hell? It would lend to he's blocking it out, and now that he's home, it's you know things are starting to crack open. Right. It's yeah. Possible. And maybe he was had like blocked it all out and just kind of tried to exist yeah. normally or whatever. We all do that with things we don't want to think about, I guess. Still though. So is this where he walks out and talks to Pangborn for a little bit? Yes. And he's working on the fence. Yes. Yeah. This whole deal was clearly a revelation to Henry when Pangborn is like, he wrote me the note and yeah. it said Henry did it. He was straight up shocked. In all capital letters. He was straight up shocked. Because what he was asking was, why were you even looking for me? Right. It was because you were banging my mom. And Yeah, exactly. And if we're going to go by... Because I still believe... I'm I'm sticking with Pangborn is the good guy. Right. He is the but white. He is the I, he he's the gunslinger in this story. Doesn't mean Henry's bad, but it but Pangborn no. is the white. Now, doesn't mean he told him the truth. Doesn't mean that the right. note thing meant what it meant, but I still believe that regardless of what it meant that Pangborn was looking for him because he legitimately wanted to find him. And mm-hmm. whether it had to do with his mother or anything like that, even the way he described it to Henry was not the kind of, well, why don't you shut up? Or because there's no statute of limitations on murder and I could put you in jail like no. right now if I wanted to. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I covered this up. This is, you know, and. Right. Henry. And I, it got me thinking that Ruth could be the one he's trying to protect, too. Very and true. I just realized we skipped over that whole Molly selling that house thing, that actually this conversation takes place after the Desjardins stuff. Oh, that's all right. We can still talk about it, because that was one of yeah. my favorite parts. But right. it's the him saying... The way he dealt with it, and the way he talked to Henry, and Henry's like, oh, no, that's a lie. Like, yeah. Henry didn't deal with that. How the fuck do you know it's a lie, Henry? Like, are you just so mad that the father that, based on the way the story goes, you have no memory of whatsoever? Right. He would have no I idea. Think it was just like a reaction, like something you don't want to hear. 
Right. You know, but, like Luke, I am your father. You lie. lie you're lying. You're you lying. Know, except that Star Wars. Why would Henry have? Why the hell would Henry, if Henry really didn't remember anything before he got rescued by Pangborn, mm-hmm. like I think you alluded to it earlier, why would he have any mem- like affection for his father whatsoever? His father would be no different than like Richard Nixon. Like I don't know the man. I never knew right. him. Right. So maybe these memories aren't buried that deep, and they're yeah. still emotional sorts of associations. Yeah, there's something... Th- I don't know. Nobody... Yeah. The only one that's being honest about their feelings in this whole thing is Molly, I think, so far. Yep. I like Molly a lot now that we've gotten to see more of her character, and I especially started to like her during this ridiculous open house that she's having, her home tour, because she's, she's selling the Lacey's house. Mm-hmm. And so... Where is Mrs. Lacey? I don't know. Did she flee town? Is she going to come back? Is I she hope better so, come back? I, I would her. be so sad. In a creepy way. I know, right? I like her in a creepy it's not way, fair for but only the opposite. One of us to have a show spouse. Yeah, I know, right? Right? Especially not that good. We have opposite creepy love for her. Yeah. <laughs> These Des Moines homebuyers were like the worst people but <laughs> I've ever seen. It was hilarious. They were I awful. They it. were from Des Moines, but I don't buy that for a minute. Change of pace. Yeah. Because that dude was, as soon as he saw that painting, he if you go back and watch, he never took his eyes off it. And he's like, oh, do you think they'd throw in the art? And I felt like, well, the lady's fucking blind, so how would she know? And two, why would you know that's Castle Lake? Why? Why? Are they FBI agents? Are they demons? What are they? No one wears a sweater like that lady does. No. Not really. No. Not unless you're, you know, being a yacht clubber for Halloween. Not Yes, exactly. Unless someone sound humans have told me this is how you dress when shopping for a home. It was like some ironic, you know, artificial intelligence pretending to be a caricature of a human. They were ridiculous and I kind of liked him. But and why did that guy go in the freezer? And he because like he finds the cremains, but it's like she put him in the freezer. I wouldn't open a freezer during a I gotta I gotta say, why didn't the wife want him? Like where how how was that overlooked? Like when you go so when you're gonna sell a house and the house has the stuff in it, yes, you take all the personal things out of it. But, right, you put them away. Right. You know? But why would the believe- fucking cremains be also why would you be examining the cremains so like it could have been grandma, it could have been like a, a whole bunch of people. It, well maybe she put them down, she's blind and she just can't. Yeah, that's, <laughs> she just forgot. She doesn't know where they are. She's walking like, around with a with one of those big jars like you get at Costco. Right. With... <laughs> or like Hobby Lobby. Like, ah, shit, this is not the right jar. My husband smells so good. Uh, that's potpourri, Mrs. Lacey, and we have a big problem. The... She's already moved to Florida, and it's like, ah, well. Oh, I know. hope she comes back. But I'm now he was looking into the painting, and the first time we talked about his paintings, I was like, maybe it's a whole like Rose Matter deal, and you can go into the painting, and there's something behind it. Because right. there are... Not to not to go too far afield, but there is somebody had a picture of something in the territory. Did you ever read the Talisman? Oh, with Peter Straub. The Peter the Straub one. With Peter Straub, yeah. That's another. You get to flip, and there's a parallel. There's more than one That's world. 
True. And you get to flip back and forth. Mm-hmm. And people have twinners. So if you have a twinner in the other world and they get and your twinner dies, then you die. But if your twinner doesn't die, you could theoretically flip back and forth. Now I'm not saying mm-hmm. that there's a talisman tie-in. I'm saying that these paintings it's the second time that they've been referenced. They've it, called our attention yeah. to it. Yeah, it's 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 got to be random on aside. I love Peter Straub like a lot. Yeah, He's so my it's it's I like that, and I liked the sequel. I liked Black House a lot. Mm-hmm. And the paintings still aren't very good. So no. I'm gonna yeah, you know, the interest in them is obviously significant. They were the best That'll paintings be. that blind lady ever saw. We're going to get in trouble for making so many blind jokes, but it's like, I almost did something quippy about the fact that, like, by the end of the episode, we've got the blind lady, Henry's deaf now, and the kid was mute. That's true. What's the next sense? Like, someone who can't smell things, I guess. You know. I went to college with a kid that um, smelled hydrochloric acid at a science fair and burned out his olfactory senses could not smell anything and as a result made lots of money eating basically anything that wasn't poison because he had no sense of taste yeah i was gonna say that sucks because you also lose your sense of taste that way yep. but, but i guess if you're made, making money eating whatever he then, was making you know, money maybe it's not so bad <laughs> i gotta say i was all about this desjardins sequence because he is such a fucking weirdo and there's so much to unpack it was so interesting to watch i'm just like what kind of weird nonsense is gonna crop up next because every time the camera moved it's like what the hell yep what the hell what the hell it's the piano his weird little dance you you do you bring your stuff because i got some color to bring in afterwards oh god so henry drives up to this house in the middle of nowhere which is only a mile away from where henry was found let us remember Mm mm-hmm First of all, the house is unlocked. The back door is just open. But it seems like the guy still lives there. So does he just not give a crap? Or does nobody ever come out here? Did he forget? And there's a man's pair of boots and a boy's pair of boots next to each other at the back door by the stairs. Weird. Which, like, this guy does not have a kid. No. Or if he did, he was keeping him in that box with the blackened oatmeal and the spoon. Yep. In the backyard that Henry looks at and then makes no comment about the piano that's fallen through the floor of the house. No, he no-sold that. Which, yeah, which they lingered on that for a long time. I'm sure that's going to It's got to be. Come back. It's got to be, because they you didn't know? talk about the room that the piano had been in. Right. Is that just, like, it se- almost seemed like it could have been a kitchen? I don't know. How did the piano anyway. get so suddenly heavy? Like, it doesn't happen unless... Right, like, what this... happened to the floor? Exactly. Termites mm. or something. I don't know. The, the box in the backyard, and yeah, does he usually leave his door unlocked? Also, nah. he's not hanging, you know, he's not hanging around anybody who's going to correct his old-ass racist way of speaking. No. Um, so but though, he doesn't have a lot of friends. It, he was he was one of those product of a different time kind of racist. Like, he wasn't yes. being malicious necessarily. His vernacular is outdated, though, and it, yes. it would be offensive to people and, now. Maine wasn't segregated, and even if it had been segregated, whoever was in charge of taking care of any service for black people would have been out of business in, like, an hour, because there weren't any. Like, right. just didn't exist. That said, a couple pieces of flavor that I liked. Him looking at Henry and saying he's in number three. Mm-hmm. That was super it's- good barber talk. Like, that was, like... 
because I myself am in the wintertime a number two on the back and sides and in the summer a number one because it's too hot. And so calling him a number three was good. And then the reference to Sonny Liston. Yep. All that happened. Well, I don't know if the haircut obviously didn't happen, but that fight, it was the rematch between Muhammad Ali and Sonny Liston. Ali was champ. He was only 23 at the time. And Mm -hmm. between the first fight and the second fight, he had stopped being Cassius Clay and started being Muhammad Ali. And the reason that it was in the nowhere of Lewiston, Maine, which, by the way, Milltown, which at the time was in its sort of decline, but it hadn't gone all the way yet. Uh, The reason it was there was because... Boston wouldn't sanction the fight because Boston's crooked and everything like that, and they needed to get the fight off. So the person that they talked to was like, well, we'll just have it in Lewiston then because I know that the Maine Boxing Commission will approve it because, holy crap, we're going to have a heavyweight championship fight in Maine. So that famous picture of Muhammad Ali standing over him, like, with his... Mm -hmm. It's, like, super famous... He knocked him out in the first round. That picture was taken. That's as famous as Lewis Maine is ever going to get. <laughs> Maybe That's if he got it. a better haircut, he would have won the fight. Fair enough. Cursed haircut. Um, womp womp. So, yeah, he runs a barbershop in the middle of the woods. <laughs> and we find out that he is not Vince. He's Joseph. He's Joseph. The little brother. Well, some brother. I don't know if he's older or younger or whatever. But, and then that Vince committed insurance fraud by purposely cutting off two of his fingers. Yep. Which is odd. This is an odd family. Yeah, that's... Um, Although for 300 grand? Yeah. I'm looking at my hand right now. Is it, you're like, every one of your body parts has a monetary value. It's interesting. So when you do, like, workers' comp claims where someone's, like, lost this, that, or the other thing, it's literally, like, a list of, like, okay, a thumb is 50000 an arm is this, uh, you know, whatever, an ear isn't worth that much. It's just interesting. Oh, do you have that so, yeah. list? Is, like, there a list that oh, you probably. can get? I could get a hold of a list for workers' comp claims in that North Carolina. So... What happens? How much does an arm cost? Yeah, that would be such a great game show. Right. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta make a certain amount of money. Pick which parts you're. That's win. right. You're. This is. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So we digress. It would Just, make a great horror movie. Yeah. Oh. But uh, yeah. Stay no, tuned for the next show from Hannah and Acadia. How much are you worth to me? Shortly after which we get arrested. Yeah. Exactly. And you well, find you know. out our real names. <laughs> Zing! We knew it all along. Da-da. So this guy is a straight up hoarder. Yep. But. He describes it as, I hang on to things, which is significant Mm -hmm. because probably he's hung on to a lot of important stuff. Uh, Did you notice the dog kennel in the room? No! In in addition to the box outside, there's a crate in the room that could be big enough for a sheepdog. So I had, like, a little note about, like, does the dog in the woods belong to Desjardins? Because a mile is not far for this dog to wander around outside. And sheepdogs need to be groomed and he's... So, you know, we're a haircuttery guy. Wow. That's true. May or may not be correct thought, but... And now it makes sense that Henry asked if there was a dog. Yeah. He said, did your brother ever have a dog in this house? But it's not the brother's house. Mm -hmm. Or the brother isn't the one who's been living in it. So, 
No, the brother never had a dog. Hmm. Oh, by the way, everybody, I just want to throw it out there that that weird dog thing that Pangborn dug up, I want it to be some sort of, like, werewolf or something, and that's what was kept in the box in Desjardins' backyard. <laughs> that's my crazy other thought, because that was not a dog, and they better come back to it. It looked like it had bite marks on it. It's it's all sorts of not irregular Yeah, dog. it didn't die of old age. It didn't get that's hit by for a sure. car or anything <laughs> no, like that. No, no. It didn't. Something, something happened to that dog. But yeah, he's got Henry's police file that he saved from a mildewy dumpster. Just kept under his bed. Yay. I hang on <laughs> Good for <to> you. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, I guess the reasoning sort of makes sense, because when Henry asks him about it, he's like, I wanted to see what they said about me, of course, in a really yeah. creepy-ass way. Everything he Which did was like, creepy. Okay. That little dance yeah. he did when he found out that it was actually Henry, like that weird little... Yeah! Mrs. Zack was almost... like... That's like Twin Peaks. <laughs> almost touching his face. Yeah. Like he really he really wanted to touch his face, but Henry yeah. was like, nah. Yeah. Oh my god, the line um oh the C fourteen rant was interesting where he was talking about radiocarbon dating and that whole deal and God's he just went on perfect that clock. Classic crazy person rant. It was it was special. And then the what I found to be the most significant part of this whole interaction, the but you know I never touched you. That. Which didn't say, you know I wasn't involved with your disappearance. You know that blah, blah, blah. You know that I never touched you. Which could either mean, like, I never hurt you, or I never molested you, because it was also creepy. Mm-hmm. But he knows something about this, too. He does. He does 100%. He was, he was definitely involved somehow. Also could have meant, I touched the shit out of you, but I was wearing gloves. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? And he really did want to touch Henry's face. There's yeah. a level of intimacy there that he feels that Henry doesn't because he's a stranger, mm-hmm. but obviously Desjardins knows about him. Yep. I see, the, I see the boy in the man's face. Like, yeah, I can see the boy. He wants to make out with him or something. The delicious boy. I mean, yeah. they pounding on my door, making yeah, insinuations, just... taking my bones. <laughs> and I was like, what? I kept his kept his brother's finger bones. Do you I have wanna, too many bones? Want, Sell your bones. I want to be that. I want to be in a situation where taking my bones can be part of my litany of complaints. Look, I'm sick right. of this. <laughs> I hate this job. Never yeah, giving me like, credit for my work. Taking my bones. Regular John Wayne Gacy complaint. Mm-hmm. People knocking on my door, digging up my closet, but taking my bones bones. but yeah he apparently kept his brother's fingers bones in a jar and the assumption that the cops made i suppose was that they were potentially henry's bones a logical assumption yes absolutely so do you have any any further thoughts about desjardins do please i think the i think the the fact that he knew that Henry was clanging around with the box and didn't mm-hmm. care feeds into that whole familiarity. Like, he's not so nuts that, like, oh, no, of course I have a, a, a box locked from the outside with food in it. 
That doesn't right. look like any type of evidence of anything. You're ridiculous. So there's no... He was so nonchalant about everything that he's either completely crazy or completely not crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it's... it's yeah. I would give Ruth kind of going in and out. Not Desjardins, though, because he yeah. is... He knows a lot. Pangborn cleared him. Because mm-hmm. I also believe that Pangborn... If... If Pangborn could have pinned it on somebody else, he would have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because or someone it, that he, somebody that he thought deserved it. Right, and I think that yeah. it it lends credence to the idea that either Pangborn general genuinely believes that Henry did it, even though mm-hmm. that no thing like we talked about on the on the 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 first impressions at the tiger, it doesn't necessarily mean pushed me off the cliff there there could be another it like henry accomplished what he had set out to accomplish i thought about that too right like if he's the the second coming of whatever if he's the incarnation maybe he achieved something maybe he was able to use some sort of power Mm -hmm. henry did it yep you know so it's all still a mystery yeah it is but pangborn would protect henry and ruth to his own detriment, I believe. And I think that if he could have finagled away for um, Desjardins to be part of it, that he would have. But him clearing him yeah. the way he did, you know, that that's just... Um, it, it shows me more that whatever um, the barber there knows, Pangborn doesn't know that he knows. The other thing was... Yeah. And this is a this is a super little thing, but he was like, "Oh well, Pat Kelly had him." Well, who the hell is Pat Kelly? Why would you be so specific as to give a first name and a last right. name of someone that's never been discussed before? You don't follow it up with, "Was she the county clerk?" How did any of that? Is it a? It, yeah. Why? Why? So I did some googling. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I got was that there was a senator named Patrick Kelly in the Dead Zone TV series. So unfortunately, that didn't go very far for me. That's not. But I agree that the specific name implies that something should be explained. Yeah, because if you just go, link. oh yeah, I talked to the, I talked to the hotel desk clerk, implies one yeah. thing. I talked to Ricky Dixon, who works at the hotel, a completely different set of things that we're supposed to think. So, yeah. Watch this Maybe space. Maybe she's another member of the incarnation cult. Yeah, she could know? be. In, and we'll she's learn in about on her it. later. And then they took them. That's the other part about it that's weird. Oh, yeah. Well, what are we going to do with these police records? Oh, take them to the dump. Because why wouldn't we take them to the dump? How did Des Jordans know they were at the dump? And have you ever been to the dump? How would you find anything there? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that going to the dump isn't fun. I'm saying, because, again, at the campground, we had to go to the dump <laughs> twice a week. And you're never going to find a box of police records there unless someone told you there was a box of police records there. Right. And, you know, they've even lost murder victims in dumps. Like, yeah. we're just never going to find Damn this straight. body that may be there. Because it's like, sorry. Yep. It's just in a big pile of crap. 
that all look like police records, basically. If it's not a cartoon fish skeleton or like or like yeah. one of those chicken bones that just looks like a dinosaur like Flintstone bone or anything like that. Oh yeah. That, that, or an old shoe, then that's all there is at the dump. Coffee grounds that you don't want to put your hand in and police record looking things. Mm-hmm. So So yeah, that was that was very deliberate. Mm-hmm. And then and- you know, of all the police records to get rid of, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's been a long enough time that you can comfortably destroy that, let alone, like, the biggest murder mystery in the town. I don't know. Yeah, doesn't make it's any sense. It's all very purposeful. Doesn't make any sense. But now, interestingly, though, now that you mentioned, this didn't occur to me until you just said that. That was Henry's file, not the Reverend's file. Right! Maybe Pangborn lost Henry's file. Ah, well. On purpose. Mm-hmm. That would make because, sense. Yeah. Although he did say later, like, there was nothing in your investigation about that note or whatever. You know, like, it seems like... Or no, maybe he didn't say that. He said that, you know, he had no alibi. I saw it in the the police file. Yeah. He said, but he said there's a lot of alibis in the woods. But now, since you're a legal... Yeah. Would you? Would that be in the? So say, say you murdered uh, one of the Grackles. So from yeah. Strangeful Things, because you got beef, whatever. You murder her, and then I find out that. Well, I got to make it exactly the same. All right. So someone tries. To, someone, you get almost killed. And you confess to me that it was one of the grackles that did it. Yeah. Then you actually die. So technically, the first murder wasn't murder because it was the second murder that was the murder. Mm-hmm. The first one was attempted murder. If I have that, conf- if you said who pushed you, would that go in your file? Or would it go into the file of the person whose name was on it? Well, I guess I'm picturing it more as like a kid, like a file on the Henry Deaver quote kidnapping or whatever. Not, you know, so. So that would lend it to the, the getting rid of the stuff about Henry's disappearance is completely different from getting rid of the stuff related to the Reverend's murder, right? Right. And I bet that, in fact, there was probably never a file generated on the Reverend because I think the official story is that he died of his injuries, you know, that there was no murder investigation ever done, right? It's just a rumor that Henry murdered him. I don't think they ever investigated him, necessarily. Yeah, but you know what else? You know what else, Mm -hmm. Hannah Selector? What? Did Molly put the tube back in? No, I don't think so. Then somebody must have, because it wouldn't take a goddamn genius to go, oh, well, here's your problem. His life tube wasn't... Pangborn specifically said he had that fucking tube down his throat, so he had to write it on a bank slip. So they knew that tube was keeping him alive. If she didn't hook it back up, then it's still murder. So, and then maybe it's like Ruth wakes up the next morning. Oh, what a shame. My abusive husband's dead. Click. Or she was awake the whole time. 
Yeah, and she just let it happen, waited until he was dead, and then stuck and the then tube put back, it back in there to in. make it look like he passed away in his sleep. Son of a bitch. But yeah, you're totally right. Or Pangborn did it, or whoever, Or you Pangborn know, did it, whoever found him, anything like that. Maybe... Yeah, because, you know, Ruth did roll over during that scene. Mm-hmm. And, but she didn't wake up, because the person, whether it's Molly or Henry, did look back and she stirred. Somebody stuck that tube back in after the fact so that it looked like a natural death based on his injuries rather right. than, like, you're right. Because obviously it would have been like, oh, well, shit, his breathing tube fell out. Obviously that's what caused yep. him to die because he's got a collapsed lung or whatever. Or, huh. Yeah. Well, then, that didn't solve anything, but it just re-murdered the natural causes thing. Right, yeah, and now we've got even more questions. That's what we do. We just yep. create more questions. Yes. It's our job. But Pangborn... But it's a good segue to being back at the Deaver house, which we sort of already discussed earlier. But I forgot about the line that Ruth did where she talks in the present tense about Reverend Deaver. Did you take your shoes off? Your father won't abide any click-clacks in the house. Mm -hmm. Not he wouldn't or he didn't, but your father won't. Um, I thought that was interesting. So that indicates some sort of strange level of strictness. Although... When I lived in the Midwest, you did always take your shoes off in other people's houses. Here in the South, that's not a thing. No. But but you know what is a thing? Do people bring booze to your house for a potty, and then when they leave, they take what they didn't drink back with them? No, that'd be really rude down here, that I think. Happens, it least... never happened to me any place but until I moved to Charlotte. That's so weird! It, maybe it's just my neighborhood then. I'd never seen anything like it. Yeah, they'd bring a six-pack, yeah. drink three, take the other three home. Oh, no, no, no. Beer, they do do that. Okay. I thought you were talking about, like, a bottle of wine. Yeah, no, no, no. no. For, yeah, if they take beer, beers... people do that. Yeah, yeah, no, they they would not leave their beer with me. Never heard of it. Unfortunately. <laughs> well, but it's your house. That's, like, the the price of admission. Yeah. It's a weird I mean, thing. whatever. I'm not offended if you take your, like, two extra cans of Coors Light with you when you leave. Yeah, I know. More power to you, buddy. Fine. So. Yeah. I thought she said he won't abide flip-flops in the house at first. And I'm man, like, oh, well, my mom won't I, abide Crocs. I would. But <laughs> it was click-clacks. I would be down with that. Flip-flops, no dice. They're noisy, too many feet. Now. Toenails. Her, her, oh, her going into the present <laughs> tense. Yeah. I don't believe, I don't trust her now. Because. And I'm not going to be like, oh, he's not dead. I just don't think mm. that the people we think are the people we think are the people we think. That was Rumsfeldian of me. I'm just thinking now, since I said twinners, now I'm thinking everybody is a twinner. And they're just flipping back and forth in and out of that goddamn I mean, painting. Like, is it his dad's ghost that was looming over him before? Like creepy <sighs> spirit reincarnation thing? And the, you know, it's a ghost that doesn't like shoes in the house? Mm. She, something's wrong with the house. That she won't um, leave. Yeah. It, your father doesn't, he doesn't like shoes in the house. So I'm getting the picture anyway that Reverend Deaver was a very strict parent or ha, was a very particular person, which can be an indication of, you know, if you step out of line or whatever, there you going to get consequences. it. Things must be just so. It mm-hmm. just seems like a little bit of a tiny red flag in terms of what kind of person he was. Yeah, he kind of seems douchey. And Ruth yeah. did say, I'll leave this house in a box. Oh, yeah, which is another callback to the title. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so at, then he has that altercation with Pangborn about fixing this fence and everything, which was almost like, okay, you do your thing, I'm fixing this fence, kind of like Pangborn's like, fine, you be your, and I'll keep protecting this town, I'll keep keeping things contained, you know, while you have your little existential crisis there. Right. That you're having. And he goes over to Molly's house, like all of a sudden they're really close again. They're clearly very drawn to one another. Yeah. And uh, Mo- why wouldn't you go to Zaleski's house? Yeah, like your bros. But he clearly doesn't think of Zaleski that way, I guess. No, He's I just guess a not. tool for him to use in a legal battle. True. But as Henry's approaching the house, Molly hears a line that we didn't hear when Pangborn was talking with Henry. That little kid, call him a goddamn killer. Like, Pangborn's voice saying that mm-hmm. in, a, in a skeptical way. We didn't hear that. But no. Molly heard that, so does that mean that she can hear Pangborn too, or did he say that to Henry and we just didn't get to witness it? I don't know. I, is is he now an antenna? Like, is, right. is does she have Bluetooth connecting herself to Henry? Right. Is the, is like her dose wearing off? But and the first thing Henry says to her is like, maybe I did it. Yeah, they became. And then she, you know, they're what? like this now. But what the heck? Now it's now I believe it is he they didn't become that close. They're remembering how close they were because she never forgot. Yeah. Remember, she like just blasted it all out there. She's like, no, I've loved you since the day right. one. And, and know, now he's, he's remembering that stayed there. Yeah. And he's her. like, well, you've been using Pert Plus and your hair is looking pretty good. And did you notice? Yeah. Did you catch the slogan of her realty company? No. What Live is like it? a king. Ha. Oh, just a little cutie king. Yeah. Ha. <laughs> so. I don't think anybody's pointed that out either. I haven't. So. I, I saw it, it on the sign because I saw it on the sign when I was doing screenshots to, you know, that, that web thing that, like, puts all the pieces of the story together and everything like that? So yeah. I was working on that at lunch. It's really cool, you guys, so when it's kind of ready, we'll show you. But um, I noticed it on the the uh, the sign when I was doing a screenshot oh. to put in her profile. So You would certainly live like a king character if you were living in Castle Rock, because Castle Rock sure. is a fictional place. Yes. And or is it? And you'd get a super cheap, gigantic house that you couldn't possibly take care of or afford to heat. Because yeah. if you live in Castle Rock and you don't work at the prison, you're penniless. <laughs> you better hope you got double-pane windows. And Molly says that thing, like, whatever happened, it wasn't your fault. Yep. You were just She knows. She, she oh, yeah. straight up knows She knows? Happened. Because she knows what happened. She knows what happened. Way. But I think she knows whether or not he pushed him because she's dialed right into him. If right. she, knows so she knows he's punching the, the munchkin, then yeah. she certainly knows if he's pushing his father off a cliff. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and assumedly, you know, she'd feel if he was scared or whatever, whatever yeah. was happening in the woods that night. Absolutely. She probably knows. And then, are we supposed to imply, or we're supposed to decide that they slept together, or at the very least, that they slept in the same bed together? I don't know. So, what. here's my notes. <laughs> First, I wrote, Henry did it, because I was ah! talking about I was talking about the, the thing Pangboard said, and then my next <laughs> note is, with Molly! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, I'm 
I'm so mad I didn't make that joke. <laughs> so oh, that's, that's great. That was, I definitely, absolutely, because he's all like chill in the bed and she's looking in the mirror going, man, I just got some. I can't wait to tell Jackie. And, yeah. you know, and, and then the, like, good for them. Well, at least good for Molly. Still not 100% if I'm sure happy for Henry, because I don't know which Henry it is, but... Right, or what his motives are. Yeah. Yeah. His realization that that might be the case is the... That's what drives him to change his mind. Like, he's going to get the fuck out of Dodge because now his mother's mad at him and he thinks he really did kill his father. Or maybe he realizes he's remembering too much stuff and he's got to leave. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. It's that last one. Yeah. That he can't, he can't let all that stuff back in. And if he stays any longer, he will. You know what I mean? And again, it's kind of like, isn't that a lot shitty of him? Like he's, he knows that this terrible thing has supposedly befallen another human being but he's going to screw them out of that because he doesn't want to have uncomfortable feelings about his past. Mm-hmm. You know, and so he's just going to leave the kid in the lurch and not go to the hearing. He calls Zaleski up and is like, look, buddy, I'm going to dismiss this, whatever. I'm going to go you take know, the we're deal. Just take the settlement yeah. and be done with it. Yeah. Which, truth be told, not a bad deal. <laughs> no, I mean, $300,000 is a lot of money. And- right. Maybe and... you'd go pretty far in Castle Rock. I don't know. If you decided I'd... to live there. But I'd before we get to the whole Zaleski deal, we have that scene with Ruth, like, just straight up preternaturally sensing that it's her dead husband's yeah. coffin yeah. while she's walking with her friend in the rain. In the completely illegal, you don't just drive coffins around and pick up trucks thing. But right. it needed to be. Well, no, it didn't even need to be because it could have been a hearse because you still have to take the coffin out the back of the hearse. Now, the little thing that the guy was wheeling down the driveway, that was legit. That okay. that device is the device that, like, it accordions out, and then that's mm-hmm. what coffins roll on. So that was real. But her knowing, her connection to it, it wasn't like, you know, the, the coffin had, like, a sweet BMX logo on it or something that made it super identifiable or anything. Right. And it... When he said, when Pangboard said we went up to Augusta, you remember that may have been the reason that it connected in her head. You know what I mean? Like Maybe. if if he said, yeah, we're gonna go dig up your husband and bring him back here for some reason. Yeah, and now I'm thinking, like, was it purposeful to sever the Reverend's physical connection to Castle Rock for some reason to move his body out of the town? Did it serve a purpose? other than putting a parking lot in and is does he have some sort of i mean molly's seeing him in her dreams i think he's the evil bandage priest guy he's that's my be. that's my takeaway you know it's him it's reverend deaver because it was like my lord saved my life so what's his deal he's clearly got some sort of something going on and was huh. toying with some sort of forces perhaps but yeah, you know, why, just, why does she know that immediately? Doesn't make any sense. And when did she get no. a friend? Who's her friend? Is that Pat Kelly? Fun fucking tell right. her name. Like, maybe she was, oh, I right. was talking you to Pat it? Kelly. And I saw your father getting wheeled into the into the Undertaker. Yeah, gosh. And I wish I remembered what like stereotypical old lady conversation they were having. Because at the time I remember thinking, like, I mean... It was, Some 
Whatever. Something coupon related, I bet. Or how in grocery stores they used to take the groceries out to your car and put them in the car for you, and now you have to check yourself out. That right. was, you know, because that's my what niece I talk is about. Married next Saturday. Yeah. You know, I'm whatever. 500 years old now, and I complain about that all the time. The the yeah. The other thing that I think that that closes the the loop of stuff I think about the corpse. I'm just going to say the corpse because I don't know yeah. what it is or anything like that. This probably has nothing right. to do with anything, but I know you know how important music is to King and how mm-hmm. he puts you know musical drops in like most of his books and, and everything like that Right. did they pave paradise and put up a parking lot ha 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 did they because they just made it a parking lot like they didn't yeah. They didn't even say what the parking lot was for. Like it wasn't for like right. a blockbuster or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's it's And it's Yeah. Oh, speaking of music, and this has nothing to do with this week's episode, but there was an instance of an opera playing an opera song or an aria playing yep. in one of the previous episodes that was also the same thing from the Shawshank Redemption movie. Yes. It was, was And it I don't was, think we, we covered didn't that, get it. but I had that thought. We didn't get it. Eventually. And you're yeah. smart. Because I forgot to get our British pals got it, and I and you got it on your own. I missed it, and I was the one that knew it because I had heard it from the Brits and didn't tell you the 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 um, critical people. Damn it! I oh, can't yeah, think yeah, of their yeah. name again. And I meant to say it in our one through three recap, but mm-hmm. my brain was bouncing off of all of the walls, and so anyway, it was, I just wanted you all to know that I saw it. I I I got it. We got it. It, it was when. Andy locked himself in the warden's office and played the right. record, and it was what Lacey was listening to while he was getting ready to commit suicide. And he turned off go. the music just before the dog showed up. Mm-hmm. So sorry to derail the end of. This well, no, it was weird because it was a it was an interesting parallel that they made a big deal of. I'm going to turn this tape off in Pangborn's scene before he got out to start to look for Henry. And then Lacey's like, I'm going to turn this tape off before I kill myself or not a tape because it was 2018, but you know, I'm going to turn the, turn the music off. So nothing's, nothing's by accident, but now I'm convinced that someone's going to show up in a big yellow taxi because of the whole pave paradise and put up a parking lot thing. So if it does happen, uh, yeah, when they redo downtown, they'll put in a boutique and a swinging hotspot. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Oh, we Part win. Of the downtown revitalization. That's oh, Molly, Molly, you got it all. I might, t- I might tweet oh. that at Mark Bernardin, the that guy that was on the writing team. Oh, that'd be fun. I'm sure he gets yeah, a Molly's bazillion got stars tweets. Stars about that. This is not happening. This downtown revitalization yeah, is not no. happening. Sorry, not darling. Happening. Womp. <sighs> well, music's a good segue to arguably the most action-packed part of this episode that ray orbison song crying Mm -hmm. is playing for the last part when zaleski goes on his little rampage well first it starts out he gets told to smile again he goes back to his security room the monitors but he's drawing x's this time Mm -hmm. over places where he's gonna fire the gun now 
I did not, I admit I did not do my due diligence on this, but in the first episode, when he sees that vision of the violence, it's what he does. It's what he does. What That's he right. ends up perpetrating. He saw a vision of himself or of what the consequences of his actions were going to be without seeing himself firing the gun. That carnage yep. from the first episode is what he ends up perpetrating in the fourth one. Just like the mouse so. saw himself running into that trap. That's what I yep. say. Right. So, did the kid show him that vision of what he was going to do? Well, the kid touched him. Yeah. So, and he didn't look super happy about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like Zaleski went out of his way to, to touch him. And the kid, Fist yep, bump. You, you, you bump it, and then you bump a bunch of people off. And yeah. I was trying to figure out, and it was just too complicated. I would have had to, like, get another TV or buy an overhead projector to try and figure out if the... The circles where the eyes where the smiley faces were matched up with where where he shot people. Yeah, and that in in that one scene it actually did. The one Mm -hmm. that the it was one of the last ones. But the most Yeah. He only killed the gods. You clearly saw prisoners being ignored. He only killed gods. And I think he may have killed Count Chocula. Because they showed a guy in a suit. Going yeah. into a cell. I can't believe he offed his friend or, like, work buddy Yeah, guy. his buddy. You know? That was my favorite was guy little, other than him. And brutal. Then he got flashbanged, and they were not fucking around. Like, I can't believe they just had a flash grenade somewhere in there. Just like I mean, I guess that's how you disrupt prison riots or something. Yeah, I, don't I suppose. Know. But yeah, and he said, I want to testify. Yeah, I want to testify. You know? He, well, what did he say, though? How many times can this fucking town look the other way? And that's exactly what Henry did. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I know all this other shit's so, going on. There you go. But I gotta bounce. This is Zaleski's testimony. Yep. There you go. And he cracked. A bunch of dead guards. Yeah, and they blew that gun right off next to Henry's ear. Yeah. Oops. It seemed like Zaleski <laughs> was really far away to have that much blood end up on Henry, but what do I know? I'm not Dexter. Yeah, no. <laughs> very true. Very true. There I was... mean, I know it's for dramatic effect. Yeah. And you never know where it's going to go. Again, watch the staircase. You don't know where that crazy blood's going to go. It goes everywhere. <laughs> that was that was in the town I went to college in. I went to Chapel Hill. And, uh, yeah, obviously oh. I wasn't in college when that murder happened. But, Chapel wow. Hill, go heal. Um, that's pretty yeah. neat. That's a crazy murder story, too. So I was thinking about this rampage, like, obviously, I think Henry's going to have to delay his plans to go back to Texas because there's going to be some sort of inquest. He witnessed yeah. all of this stuff. Now he's stuck in Castle Rock for a little while. Yeah, I he's not think. going anywhere. Right. He's not going anywhere. It's going to foul up the whole, um, you were the last person to talk to him because mm-hmm. him him now saying, oh, you shouldn't be seen with me has additional significance now but from did two nights pass it was okay because the night they so. were in the mellow tiger was not the night they banged no no it wasn't so it was two was like nights before evening. yeah i think so yeah so um, but he was still seen with them right and at least molly knows that and the whole bar probably the whole bar. bar it's a small town and right before he 
got shot, Zaleski said, I want to testify, which sells testify. the connection between the hearing that was maybe going to happen and then, you know, him yeah. and Henry. So, obviously, Zaleski has done the job of trapping Henry in Castle Rock to deal with whatever for the time being, whether he meant to or not. Yep. The, and that that, the that bottle's notes. closed. And mm-hmm. that does... Now that means... I mean... I don't want to be a dick, but now the warden has complete control over what cage, what tank, what do you mean? Right. We so don't have a... the last good link to anybody right. who cared about that and, injustice. And Everybody the other dude. perfectly fine. And he killed the other dude, too, the, the, the jailbird barbecue. The only other person that went down there, it was Count yeah. Chocula, the warden, and the two dead guys... So now, yep. whether whatever they did with the cage or anything like that, they've, it's Henry's word against the warden, and all the warden has to say is, hey, the, the, he's not in our color form book, so obviously he's not supposed to be here. But I don't know what right. you're talking about, cage. That doesn't make Plus, any sense. Plus, you remember that crazy guy before me? He was doing a, cra- he was doing exactly. a bad job. You're lucky I came in and found this error, you know? Yep. I, I saved him. And also, by the way, he's completely crazy because all he ever does is say his lawyer's name and Bible verses, so he better go to Juniper Hills. I was about to say, yeah, he's headed up to Juniper Hill before too long, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, I miss White Wine Warden. She conveniently wasn't in her office to be shot. Where's she at? Yeah, right. And why did... I mean, but what's his name there? I'll just call him Sully because I miss him. Um, mm-hmm. He was all like, you know... To sit the fuck down. He was going in to see if the warden was all right. Because I don't think anybody yeah. was chasing Zaleski specifically. Because yeah. the place where all the cameras were, nobody was. Because that was his job to look at him. Right. So I think yeah, that the SWAT guys... Office. Yeah, the SWAT guys were just there to protect the warden. But the warden had already bugged out, I bet. Or she was under the desk or some shit. Yeah, we didn't see her at all. So I wonder where the next episode is going to open because there are a lot of things that they could go to. Now, my inclination is to think that they are not going to wrap up that Zaleski thing in the first part of episode five because TV writers love to do that. Like, they're going to pick Ruth to have, like, a whole episode focused on her and just, like, not answer any of the burning questions that we as viewers have because then they can have us on the hook for even more episodes because we want to know what the hell happened. Or it'll be a complete flashback to, like, 2004 and a bunch of shit that we didn't even know was important will come up. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, they'll, they'll, yeah, that that does make sense. We'll see what Francis Conroy's up to in Florida. That's... You know? You know what? Bingo. Miss Selecta, I bet... They're going to focus on her. Oh, yeah. I mean, it very well could be. They can't have her and only have her in, like, two episodes. Mm-mm, mm-mm. She's got to do more. Because she's one of the primary connections to Lacey. She knows more about him than anybody else in the show, I would think. And yep. we've got to know more about him. Wait a what minute. in the basement? That of the That's why I just said, wait a minute. How are they going to sell the house if they don't know what's in the basement? Oh, yeah. And Molly's the real estate agent. Right. She'd be able to get in there and investigate. Oh. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just full of Q-tips. Ew. <laughs> I had to get you back for the toenail thing, you know. Yeah. I, <laughs> it's a hard world. Totally, it's totally fair. <laughs> so, what a what an episode. I think they... Oh, yeah. They... Them releasing three at once... 
and and I had heard some people talking about it um, that they felt like they did three at once because if people had just watched episode one, they would have been like, eh, you know what I mean? Like none of this makes any sense. I'm not going to watch it. The only people who would have stuck around after episode one are crazy king people. Exactly. But the casual viewer Mm -hmm. getting three episodes. And I, I think honestly, the thing I think that iced it from a casual viewer thing was Molly's, local color odyssey like trying to get the pills going to animal court not getting the pills having her meltdown all that kind of shit right i think that was the yes this is a show about a bunch of weirdo creepy shit that happens but look at we have a molly and look at the fun things she does and minions jokes and stuff like that so that that brought it into this is a show about people and then the box reinforced that, yes, this is a show about people, but a lot of these people are big, fat liars. And some of them cannot take the strain of living in a place where bad people feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's not insignificant. You gotta wonder what the suicide rate in Castle Rock is, like if it's Alaska level bad. It's it's gotta be. It's gotta be. Yeah. Because, I mean, if if... Two of the four wardens that we knew about of of um, the prison killed themselves. You know what I mean? Right. We, and that's we know the one guy slashed his wrist in Lacey's house. Whoever that was. Yep. You know, back in the day, and not being able laid. to take the strain of mm-hmm. knowing, and that's the piece yeah. of it. That's the other reason why I think. And by the way, Hannah's hat tonight says hashtag Rip Zaleski. It's, it does. You gotta. You've got to start screenshotting yourself on these. I do. Um, but the the, I think, the way he said the line, how many times can this fucking town look the other way? It was. There were a million other ways that it could be said, but the way they said it was: the people know it's happening, and they intentionally ignore it or no sell it and that builds up you can only you can only take that for so long you know what i mean like if you seven years yeah if you know horrible shit is happening and you try to like hunker down and say i'm just going to take care of my own self and it doesn't matter i know that my neighbor is you know making meth or whatever it might be but Mm -hmm. it it takes a toll and we saw the toll it took when the guy from out of town who was fighting the good fight until the going got the least bit tough and then he pushed yeah. out and was just going to go back to Texas and it totally I mean Zaleski I want to testify I want mm-hmm. to do what's right mm-hmm. the people who want to do what's right or seem to want to do what's right don't seem to be able to stick around To although Pangborn is grizzled and still there uh, he's awful grizzled. Reason. Yeah, he looks like, you know, he's been the president for two terms. It's bad stuff. <laughs> you very know. very yeah, apt. The next episode, I have no idea where we're going. No. They uh, are still doing the thing where they're ramping up things that need to be resolved rather than knocking stuff out. Now, you said that there were going to be, you thought, ten episodes ten in this episodes. season? Ten episodes, yeah. Okay, so that'll be our halfway point, and... 
I don't like that. It'll be... Yeah, I don't either. And I'm like, God, I hope this show gets renewed if they don't answer all my questions. Because yeah, otherwise, I'm going to have to write some real bizarre fan fiction to make myself feel better. Well, yeah, but we'll act it out. That'll be... The show's not stopping. If they cancel the Hulu show, the podcast is going to keep going. It's just going to be us making shit up. You won't know. And, <laughs> and then Deschartan's werewolf brother kissed exactly. Molly on the lips. Coming out of yada, the suitcase. Yada, yada. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not going to be could be, be but then if, um, if if we get bad feedback in the next episode we'll just say it was a dream <laughs> right exactly it was purgatory the whole time yep. damn it Lindelof I know cues so you know what's it, like interesting and kind of sad for me now Hannah mm-hmm. this will be the longest from now until um, the next episode this will be the longest time that you and I haven't done a podcast since we started doing this podcast. Because it seems like we've been doing like one an hour for oh, a I week know. and a half. God forbid. Who knows what kind of shit I'm going to come up with now. Yeah. Just with all that time to think about it. It's, it's... Man. We have officially done double the amount of podcast discussion than there have been hours of show. And I don't think we're just clogging it up with filler because the fact of the matter is is that they teach entire college classes on one book. True that. So that's what you well, get. Well, that seems like as good a time as any to uh, let you guys go. Mm-hmm. You know, you probably want to get off the treadmill by now or you've arrived at work and been sitting awkwardly in your car for like 20 yeah, minutes. That's true. So I guess go to Twitter and talk to Hannah Selector or me at Acadia. Go to undeadairlock.com if you want to hear uh, Hannah talk without me. And go to strangefulthings.com if you want to hear me um, say a bunch of nasty things with nasty people about really super fun topics. And the next episode we're doing is coming out about, I believe, Jack Parsons. So hooray for that. He's a fun guy. Nice. He invented solid rocket fuel and practiced sex magic. So he's got that going for him. All right. True story. If you feel so inclined, email us at castlerockhistorical at gmail and, you know, send us what you want to hear about next time. We'll be back with a reaction episode for episode five uh, sometime around Wednesday when it comes out. And then we'll do another one of these big old deep dives. Yep. So happy Friday, people, because that's when this is coming out. Either in the morning or sometime after the morning but we'll see how it goes and that's it have a wonderful wonderful week and don't um, go to work for a prison and then snap and kill everybody that works there it's not just postmen going postal have a good weekend guys bye bye this shit stops now